Hello and welcome to Industry Reactions. Industry Reactions is a weekly briefing on industry events, changes, and future trends that impact your business. We're your hosts, Rick Honer and Mark Friedel from Kempoint. You can find Industry Reactions on YouTube, LinkedIn, and as a podcast. For those watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button, ring that notification bell, and smash that like button. We plan on discussing issues that impact the global industry and help you uncover new opportunities. We also hope this will provide market intelligence that will keep you ahead of changing conditions. All right, we'll start with the housing market. U.S. March housing starts surged almost 20% from February and 30% from March of 2020. This is according to the U.S. Census Bureau data that was released mid-April. The rush could mean all-time high prices linger for domestic and export polyvinyl chloride. As we all know, this is a uh, construction staple used for piping, vinyl siding, uh, window frames, and other products. Yeah, it's good to see housing coming back, though I do know uh, PVC was a big issue with the Gulf outage. So for sure. sure how, much, how much demand they'll be able to satisfy. Yeah, absolutely. And being up so much from March of 2020, you got to take with a little bit of a grain of salt as March of 2020 was when the pandemic and uh, people staying at home really took hold. Yeah. All right, so I'll go into chemical production. So U.S. March chemical production rose 4.1% month on month following a revised 8% decline in February when the Gulf Coast winter storm disrupted production and logistics in Texas, Louisiana, and other states. That's all according to the latest data by the U.S. Federal Reserve on Thursday. The recovery in chemicals remained quote unquote incomplete in March as some plants were still offline because of the weather related damage sustained during the storm. This is according to the Fed. So see production rising, but um, still some areas of outage. Yeah, we're getting closer and closer to back to normal, but not quite there yet. And now we'll turn to the UK um, and take a look at their uh, chemical and pharmaceutical industry. Um, many companies in the UK have reported a positive start to 2021. And this is according to uh, the most recent survey of members of the Chemical Industries Association, CIA, which I believe is a UK organization. Uh, comparing the first quarter of 2021 with the fourth quarter of 2020, more than 80% of companies report that total sales volumes increased or at least stayed the same. Uh, domestic sales, domestic to the UK, were largely flat, but exports to non-EU countries saw an increase that offset what looks like a temporary fall in exports to the EU as companies were grappling with the new trading arrangements and run down pre-Brexit stockpiles. So companies were stocking up pre-Brexit for uh, assuming the worst, and now that they're wearing off, it's the demand is coming back. Yeah, but if anything, this should be a good indication of other companies as they start reporting their Q1 results. All right, so now into to oil and oil pricing. So a year after the pandemic and a price war sparked one of the, the weakest months in history for oil prices, the global energy market is well on its way to recovery, the International Energy Agency said Wednesday. 
In its monthly report, the IEA raised its annual forecast for global oil demand in 2021 by 230,000 barrels a day to an increase of 5.7 million barrels a day. Earlier in the week, the Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries increased its 2021 demand forecast by 100,000 barrels a day. So oil prices still remain, um, I guess, a little bit elevated, uh, but much better than it was that we saw in March and April of last year. Well, yeah, end of April and into May, where prices turned negative. It was yes. right about now last year when that happened. And uh, I, when I checked this morning, looks like oil prices were hovering north of $60 a barrel, somewhere 63. Um, so pretty healthy. And North American rail traffic uh, once again ticked up. Um, uh, the, the week ending April 10th, uh, we saw a 13.5% year-over-year increase um, on strong gain in the U.S. These volumes were up 3.7% from the previous week, according to the data released by the Association of American Railroads. So we obviously saw a fairly significant decline uh, post-winter storms in the, the Gulf region, and we're, we've been steadily picking up from, from that trough. That's good. We need that transportation to get moving. All right, so into some product introductions and company announcements. Uh, so this week, there were a number of new companies that announced sustainability initiatives this week. And the first is Dow. Dow's partnering with Columbia University on carbon accounting. The project will focus on calculating the environmental benefits of products and technologies that reduce or eliminate harmful greenhouse gas emissions that cause climate change, as well as developing new tools for decision makers to accelerate global progress towards 2030 and 2050 emission targets. That's a cool project. It is a cool project. Comores is also working on a, a similar project as they announced its ambitious goal to achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Comores is driving to achieve a 60% absolute reduction of operations related greenhouse gas emis emissions by 2030, putting the company on path to net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. Good job, Comores. Good job, Comores. And Lionel Bissell has launched its Circulant family of recycled and renewable-based polymers to help brand owners improve the sustainability of consumer products. The company says Circulant polymers are currently available in Europe, and they will soon be introduced in North America and China. There are three separate lines of Circulant products. Circulant Recover polymers are made from plastic waste through mechanical recycling. Circulant Revive polymers are virgin material made from plastic waste by chemical recycling. And Circulant Renew polymers are made from renewable feedstocks such, such as used cooking oil. Good stuff. Sustainability is a hot topic this week, as it is most weeks. So now we'll move into M&A news, uh, a couple of stories this week. The first one uh, coming out of France regarding uh, Suez and Veolia. French waste management companies Suez and Veolia have agreed on basic features of a merger after months of wrangling. The two groups have agreed on a price of €20.50 per Suez share, subject to the signature of the combination agreement. As recently as February, Suez had firmly rejected a hostile takeover. 
After this merger, a new Suez will be created as a spin-off, according to the announcement. The plan is for the spun-off Suez part to have water businesses in places such as Italy, the Czech Republic, and India, in addition to operations in France. Well, that's a confusing one. It is a confusing one. I'm sure there's more details that will emerge as this uh, <laughs> merger and spin-off happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, so private equity firm SK Capital Partners is the only company in talks to acquire Clarence Pigments business after other bidders dropped out, according to anonymous, anonymous sources familiar with the matter cited by a Bloomberg report. The value of the proposed transaction is still under negotiation between the two parties, and Clarion may decide against selling the Pignus business to SK Capital if they cannot agree on a price or if the other bidders reemerge, the report says. Clarion has declined to comment on the report. Yeah, that's not a great situation to be in when you've, you're, you've only got one bidder on your business. For sure. Not a great spot at all. All right. That's it for this week's editions of Industry Reactions. We will return next week with a fresh batch. Until then, stay safe. Take care.